What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Delay of Game NBA Playoffs Edition. We'll be going over uh, the Game 1s of the Eastern and the Western Conference Finals and cleaning up some things that was discussed last episode. So stay tuned for a quick recap. Like I said, please comment and like. Uh, just please continue to support. Anything you want discussed or anything you know that you have thoughts about, please let me know in the comments. I would love to read about them. But without any further ado, let's go into a few a few recaps that I have to address. Last episode was recorded before the Game 7s of both the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. And if you did listen to Episode 3, I was on the side that the Bucks were going to win Game 7. I thought that it was going to be a good game, but I definitely was on the side that the Bucks were going to win Game 7. And I thought the Suns were going to win Game 7 because I thought clearly that the Suns were the better team. Um, the Bucks tried their best. The Bucks did lose. Um, I do think that maybe we could have got a little more out of Giannis, but maybe there was a chance it was a little too much for him given that how Boston was rolling on all cylinders. I think it was noticeable, and it probably would have been different if Chris Middleton was playing. But at this point in the season, you can't make any type of excuses for injuries, especially when you're Giannis. The Celtics did play good. They're a great team, great defense, and they have a lot of young talent that when they're clicking, they're borderline unstoppable. So, I wasn't completely surprised the Bucks lost. Maybe I was just a fan in them and was rooting for them, but I'm not completely surprised. The Suns' loss, on the other hand, was shocking. One, I thought the Suns were the better team, and I, I it just caught me off guard that they managed to lose. But on top of that, the way that they lost, it was the most deflating, disrespectful effort to the game I've ever seen. Um, With that level of talent, I don't know what happened to Devin Booker. Um, Chris Paul just fell off a cliff in the sense of the series. He started off hot and maybe age caught up to him. I heard rumors that he tried to say he was injured. I'm not really sure, nor did I hear anything further in reference to that. But I don't know if I want to say they choked. But I definitely am putting this loss on the Suns. I've even DeAndre Eaton to the point of getting benched. Um, And that's a strong accusation to even hypothesize where they have a a quote or a comment from Lil Wayne and people nearby that said that it seemed like the coach was calling him out for quitting. It's a strong accusation to make and not one that I think Monty Williams would make. If he didn't feel there was some truth to it. Now, I don't know. I know that DeAndre Eaton is looking for his contract. And maybe that played a role. Maybe frustration played a role. I'm not really sure. But I do know the effort that was showed by the Phoenix Suns. There was a point where they had 27 points in the first half. And Luka had as many points as the Suns team did. So, I will give Luka a lot of credit. Um, He plays hard. He does talk trash, but he does find ways to try and back it up. So I have no issue with Luka. I have no issue with the Mavs team. I think no one 
last year gave them this much of a chance. And I think there are some people even this year after they went on their run in January after the All-Star break especially would still not give the Mavs that much credit to make it this far. I personally didn't think they would make it out the second round, but they managed to surprise me. I don't know where this leaves the Phoenix Suns. I guess you have to keep Chris Paul, maybe. Um, They do have to take the next step. I think the big decision now is do you keep DeAndre Ayton or do you let him walk? Because it's been made pretty clear, I believe, last summer that he wanted a max contract. So I guess the real question is, what are you going to do now? Is he a player that you want on your team? Is he a player that's worth keeping? Um, I think he's a nice young talent that he has some growing to do. The question is, are you willing to invest that much time and effort to that growth, or are you just going to let him walk? I do think they'll make the best decision. I've even seen comments where they ask, is the Suns championship window closed? I think that's a bit too soon to say. Um, I guess if you stand on the camp that Chris Paul is the main reason they've been so successful, then sure, you can say that it is closing. But I don't know if I would make that claim at all. Um, I think they have a lot of young talent outside of Chris Paul, ironically. Um, but And I think they do have a shot to still be competitive. But Devin Booker has to make that next step consistently. Um, because if we've seen anything this postseason, I love Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a great player and an all-time great point guard. But at his age, he cannot be someone you depend on consistently to give you largely productive games in the sense of 25 to 28 points and, you know, throwing in 15 assists. I don't think you're going to get that type of point output out of him in back-to-back games in the playoffs. So in that instance, Devin Booker has to take the next step. And if they keep DeAndre Ayton, they need a large amount of growth from DeAndre in, in the way he plays. So time will tell, but I was completely wrong. <laughs> um, so I have to give a shout-out to the Mavs, and I have to give a shout-out to the Boston Celtics. That being said, let's get into the review of the games. The Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals, we got to see one game each. Um, I will say... The Celtics had a rough uphill battle going into Miami without Marcus Smart and without Al Horford. Um, From what I've been reading, I think Marcus Smart's going to try to give it a go for game two. Al Horford, I heard, possibly isn't playing game two. Um, I will say that I think that Marcus Smart not playing game one made a large difference in the amount of... uh, Amount of time the ball was in Jason Tatum's hands, which I don't know how it says his game, um, but it definitely was a struggle. And I will say Miami did what they had to do. Now, granted, they still had their own injuries with Kyle Lowry being out, but Miami handled business. And in that type of game, that's all you can give them credit for doing. I do think this will be a different series with Marcus Smart being out. He's very much a a Draymond Green type for the Celtics in the sense of how he runs their offense and is a vital part of their offense and actually their best defender, i.e. being a defensive player of the year. So without him makes a large difference. 
I have to give a shout out to Jimmy Butler and his performance. I don't know what it is about uh, Jimmy, but he loves the play- he loves the playoffs. His level of performances, his forty point games, he steps up in the playoffs, and he might be the one of the best players I've seen in recent memory. That there's a significant difference in the effort he puts into playoffs versus the regular season. Nor do I think it's a coincidence that this is the second time in three years that he's in the Eastern Conference Finals and possibly in the Finals. So I think that says a lot and is a testament to that team and to Jimmy Butler. If you did listen to last week's episode, I mentioned how much I think the Sixers wish they had Jimmy Butler. And I wish Jimmy Butler was still in the Sixers, but that's besides the point. I want to congratulate him on his success. I also saw an interesting stat that mentioned how the Miami Heat are undefeated at home during this playoff run, which I didn't know, but it's an impressive stat. And I think if Marcus Smart plays, Boston has a shot to steal game two. It will not be easy because to me that that's a level of consistency you can't you can't buy that they're undefeated at home. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a close game. I can see it coming down to the last 60 to 90 seconds type game. We're down to a few possessions, and it really determines or depends on who executes the best. And honestly, we've seen a few times. where this, We've seen a time where the Celtics did execute well at the end of the game. We've also seen a few times, at least in that Milwaukee series, where they did not execute well. At the end of games. So I do think that makes it interesting because we know the Miami Heat will execute well. I think that we know Jimmy Butler going with the ball in his hands and whatever happens, happens. So I do think it'll be an enjoyable game to watch. I think Miami will go up 2 0. Simply for their execution at the end. But time will tell. Um, I think Boston needs to win this game. But I could see Miami going up 2-0. And Boston doing this thing when they get back home. And last but not least, we got the Mavs versus the Warriors. Which is a series I never thought I would see. And we did see the Warriors win game one in a dominating fashion. Um, But for some reason, I'm not that concerned. I do think the Warriors are a better team, but I guess I said that before. I think the Warriors are getting back in their groove, especially with Clayback and Draymond, and they're fitting in Jordan Poole. I think they're getting in the groove. I do think they're winning this series, but I don't think it'll be a sweep. For some reason, and it's one thing I saw during the Mavs Sun series, the Mavs play significantly better at home. Not only do they start off a little slow, but by game three at home, they catch wind. They did the same thing last series. And I don't know if you can completely count the first series because Luka was out the first couple games. So you could take that for what it is. But I do think, one, the Mavs play completely different at home. Two they do start off slow on the road. I think the combination of those things means the Mavs aren't out of it. 
from what I saw from the Warriors last season, last series, I apologize. They have the capability of being great. And they also execute well, often down the stretch to win games. But they don't always play the best complete games. Um, We can look at game one, where they made a good defensive play at the end, so they could win that game. But the Grizzlies were in it until the end. Um, We saw the Grizzlies almost beat them twice without John Moran. So I don't know if it's the Warriors play down to their competition. I don't know if they take them lightly. And that's how we get to this point where we wonder what team we're watching. But if there's one thing I've learned from last series, I would say it's the fact that we don't know what Warriors team we're going to get on any given night. And because of that, I think the Mavs could still game too. I think the Warriors are feeling themselves. I think they're cocky. I think they're brash, and I think the Mavs are hungry enough that they could come in and still gain two, which would change the complexity of the series because the Mavs play lights out at home. So time will tell what will happen. I think upset alert, the Mavs could win. Almost upset alert. I think the Mavs could win this game. I could see Luka having a better game than he did game one, even though Wiggins, I do think, is going to give him fits all series. I don't think that's a defensive matchup he wants. I think the Warriors will win the series. But I think the Mavs is going to win a few games and at least get it to a six-game series. So time will tell. We're going to keep watching. Um, I will encourage you to keep watching and keep tuning in. And like I said, if you have opinions from for what I said or your own thoughts about the NBA playoffs, please leave your comments. Shout out to the Phillies who also – Gave some great performances over the weekend against the L.A. Dodgers. And hopefully this Eagle season I'm excited about. We did get a new corner from the Giants who released him. I think is another good piece to add. They're, they're putting a good team together. So we'll see what happens. And now we'll continue to watch these NBA playoffs and see what is going to come of it. Are we going to get to see Jimmy Butler possibly win his first title? Are we going to see the return of the Golden State Warriors to the finals? Or are we going to see some young teams make a statement 